The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days of Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to go towards Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare a reception there. But they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and consume them? Jesus rebuked them. And then they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury the dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family home. To him Jesus said, No one who sets his hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, after 52 long years, the Cleveland curse has come to an end. Yeah, how about that, huh? I didn't, I never thought it would happen. And it came from one of our own local boys from Akron, LeBron James. LeBron James joined the, joined uh, the NBA when he was just out of high school, 18 years old. He joined and, uh, and he entered the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he stayed with us for the first seven years. And we all remember, after not, not winning a championship, the time that he finally decided he was going to leave Cleveland. And we saw it as the biggest betrayal we could ever imagine. LeBron James left us and he went to Miami and he would win champions for them there. But the prodigal son would return home. And he came back two years ago, and he came back with a promise. And his promise was he was going to bring a championship to Cleveland. And two years later now, he realized that dream and that promise came true, and Cleveland, we are now the champions. We can finally say we are the champions. When he was being interviewed after the, the final game, of the Golden State Warriors. That Sunday night with the victory, the close game of 93 to 89 in game seven, he was being interviewed and this is what he said. I gave it everything I had. I put my heart and my blood and my sweat and my tears to this game against all odds. I don't know why we want to take the hardest road. I don't know why the man above gives me the hardest road, but the man above don't put you in situations you can't handle. And I just kept the same positive attitude. Like instead of saying, why me? Just saying, this is what he wants me to do. Cleveland, this is for you. 
What a wonderful testimony to God. What a wonderful testimony uh, of someone that had been through many struggles and finally had realized his dream. Never thought I'd be quoting LeBron James in a homily. But it's true. The dedication, the sacrifice. You know, I'm sure if I were to ask some of the young kids out here, would you be willing to dedicate and sacrifice if you knew that one day you would be LeBron James? I'm sure they would all answer yes, without a doubt. They would give up anything to, be, to become the champion. And yet Jesus is inviting us to something much greater. Each and every one of you sitting right here today, you have been invited, you have been called. From the very moment of your baptism, you have been called on this journey. Jesus has said to you, come and follow me. And at some point in our lives, we have to make a choice. At some point in our lives, we choose to follow Jesus or we choose not to. And when we do choose it, it has to be done with great determination and great resolution, greater than LeBron James's resolution to be a champion here in Cleveland. We have to, at some point, make a resolution. So I just want you to think about that. First of all, have you heard the call of God in your life? Do you know what he has called you to? Secondly, if you haven't, ask him. Say, Lord, what are you calling me to? And tell him, I will follow you. And third and finally, if you are answering the call, are you doing it dedicatedly? Are you doing it with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul? When I was born, and I've, I'm sure some of you have probably heard this story before, but the parents of priests haven't, and this will be special for you, I think. So when I was born, there was a blockage in my throat. And uh, the, the doctors decided they were going to have to do emergency surgery on me the next morning. And so my parents, of course, were very upset and very worked up about this and very confused and very concerned. And there was a couple that they'd met at the renewal, Dennis and, Dennis and Marcia Stevens, who would become my godparents. They came to the hospital. They snuck in that one night and they told the doctors that they were their brother and sister. So they snuck into the hospital that night and they asked my parents if they could pray over me. And so the four of them went into the room where I was and they laid their hands on me in the incubator and they prayed over me. And then my godmother said something very profound that ultimately helped me to say yes to the call. She said to my parents, Bob and Dee, you have to realize that Michael is a gift from God and you have to be willing to give him back. And so at that moment, they laid their hands on me, they prayed over me and they offered me back to God and they offered me into the care of God. And the next morning came and the doctors came to roll me away for surgery and as they were doing all the pre-op x-rays they discovered something miraculous. The blockage was gone. The doctors came back to my parents and they said, Bob and Dee, we don't know how else to explain it other than a miracle. The blockage is totally gone and, and your son is fine. It was that story that when I first wrestled with the call you know, when I felt God calling me and I started to come up with all these excuses. God, I'm not ready yet. Let me finish college. God, I'm not ready yet. You know, I want to be married. You know, God, I'm not, I'm not holy enough yet. All those excuses started to rise. And then I heard this story come to my mind. Michael is a gift from God and you have to be willing to give him back. And I realized at that moment, I had to give my life to him. And when I did, when I went into the seminary, everything changed. I had to let go of a lot, but God blessed me in so many ways. See, the reality is when we dedicate ourselves to God, when we give ourselves to God and we give up anything else in life, he blesses us more than we could ever imagine. 
when I was ordained at the ordination, there's a special part of the rite where you get to pick, pick a priest and they vest you. And so my spiritual director vested me and he put the stole over me and the chasuble over me and kind of invested me with the priesthood. And that's just like what we hear in the first reading today, Elijah and Elisha. So Elijah is this great prophet and he's got this call to hand on his successorship, to find another person to, to give his, uh, his gift of prophecy to. And he finds Elisha and he goes to Elisha and he takes his cloak and he throws his cloak over Elisha, giving him the call. And what does Elisha do? He takes the cloak and rips it off. He says, I don't want it. I don't want it yet. And he says, then go, you know, just get out of here. And Elisha goes back to his hometown and he thinks about it for a while. He reflects on it and he prays upon it. And he decides the only way that he can do it is if he does it drastically. And so he slaughters his entire calf, his entire yoke of calves. He slaughters them all and gives the food to the poor and all the local people. He provides for them. And then he begins his journey as a prophet. We hear in the gospel today these hard sayings from Jesus. You know, so as the people were journeying with Jesus, there were people that wanted to follow him. And some of them even screamed out from the, the crowd and they said, Lord, I will follow you. And Jesus told them the challenges that will come with following him. Foxes have dens and birds have a nest, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He's telling them, if you follow me, it's going to be a difficult path. It's going to be a challenging path. And you have to do it resolutely. The second one comes up to him and the Lord says to him, follow me. And he says, Lord, let me first go bury my father. And the Lord says something shocking. Let the dead bury the dead. He's not saying that because he doesn't care about fathers. He's not saying that because there's not a reverence for, for funerals. It's one of our, you know, our great beatitudes. He's saying that because nothing can come in front of our call. What is primary in our life is discovering our call and answering it resolutely. And finally, the third person says, I will follow you, and, and, but first, let me, let me go first and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus says, no, anyone would, that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So the reality is, God does call us in life, but we can miss that opportunity if we don't answer immediately, if we don't answer resolutely, if we don't give ourselves to him completely and trust ourselves to him. And so I just want you to think about that in your own life. First of all, have you heard the call? What is his call in your life? Maybe it's to priesthood, maybe it's to religious life. If it's to marriage, you know it's a hard call. Maybe it's to single life. And have you fully embraced that call? Are you doing it resolutely? Are you doing it with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your being? And finally, if he hasn't called you, if you haven't felt that call, say to him, Lord, I will follow you. And ask him what he wants you to do with your life. And be willing to give yourselves dedicatedly. So I want to end again with a quote from LeBron James. I gave everything that I had, my blood, my sweat, my tears to this game. Against all odds, I don't know why we want to take the hardest road. I don't know why the man above gives us the hardest road, but the man above don't put you in situations you can't handle. And I just kept that same positive attitude. Like instead of saying, why me? I just started saying, this is what he wants me to do. Can you hear him calling you? Come, follow me.
come, follow me. Come, follow me.